Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost every single day. Got a pick of the week for you, and maybe this is just because I'm salty because of the way the Avs game went, but Deion Sanders <laughs> or not, still bet against the CU Buffs. You'll make money that way. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it's free dollars as Megan joins us as well. Uh, yeah, the Buffs are still bad at football, even if they have a dope coach. I'm sorry, but it's just the truth. So get over to DraftKings Sportsbook, bet on my pick of the week, or whatever you want with the DNVR code when you bet $5 on a hockey team. If they win their next game, you get $150 in free bets. So be sure to use the DNVR code. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See the show notes down below for details. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, the Avs lose 5-1 to one to the Boston Bruins in, uh, I hate to say it, but pretty predictable fashion, given the lineup that they were icing. Uh, we'll get into it. But more importantly than the loss, and the thing that I want to just get into right away, Arturi Lekkinen. Knocked out of this game with an upper body injury. The injuries continue to roll in for the Avs. Now, you know, we joked about it through parts of the start of this season. They literally are missing half of their lineup now. Yeah. Yeah, that one's scary too because when you hear upper body, looking at that replay, uh, to me, I kind of go concussion maybe. Uh, he, he looked a little dazed. I mean, he got thrown backward. I, don't, I wouldn't doubt that his head maybe hit the ice. Uh, but uh, that's purely, purely speculation. Um, <clears throat> I can't imagine we'll find out anything more tonight. Uh, and it probably won't be for a couple days that we'll hear definitively. Uh, but I mean, like, this is getting a little crazy. And, and, and I mean, I know it's uh, when you look around the league, there's other teams that have more man games lost than the Avs. Um, Sure, I would have to imagine there's some special circumstances yeah. there, like LTIR guys and stuff. Man games uh, include dudes who started the season injured. Like, there's right, a lot of right. weird stuff when you look at man games lost because it's just not always accurate. With that being said, there are plenty of other injured teams out there, but the Avs are one of the most. Well, and and, and where I feel like maybe it's affecting the Avs in a different way, and, and I'm again, I'm sure there are other teams out there that are dealing with similar things. Uh, but uh, it's it's that you, you've lost so many key guys. Uh, <laughs> you, you're not – these aren't bottom six guys, kind of bit players that are coming in and out. I mean, they have those injuries too. Uh, but you're talking about half of your – four out of your six top Two six. Two-thirds. Uh, and then uh, half of your top four on defense also out of the lineup right now. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're key injuries, and they are really starting to pile up. Uh, and as well as they've played, I thought tonight was a great example of <laughs> this was just this was just a team that was didn't have the the, the depth to match. Yeah, I, and it's because of all these injuries. I mean, look at the reality of tonight's lineup with the Avs on the road. It happened multiple times in the game where Boston hunted their top players against the Avs yeah. bottom six and. You, you know what's coming. You can't ask those guys to stop Pasternak and Martian. Like, uh, of course they're going right. to get torched. There's no surprises there. Yeah. I think to inject hopeful optimism with Lekkonen, 
just based on what we saw in that first period and the chippiness and some, like that was the second time that Lackanen had sort of gotten his third time, third, third time. time he was rocked. I wonder if some of it is cautionary to have him out of the game. It's not worth it. This game, what's at stake. I think that the Avs, there's maybe hope that some of the reason that he doesn't return to this game is because it just wasn't worth it to have him risk any further injury. And hopefully it isn't, more serious than something a little bit day-to-day. It kind of looks like point of contact could be a shoulder. I'm just hoping that his fail- failure to return was out of caution. I mean, you certainly hope so. The Evs could certainly use any top six player they can get at this point. Um, and, and you know, just kind of to follow up on that line of thinking, this is nothing against Pavel Francos. He's a very good goaltender. The Avs love him. But there was a little bit of, hey, let's throw Frankie out tonight in case the game goes this way. They'll have Georgiev fresh for the game yeah. against the Flyers. So the yeah, Avs knew I mean, this was a possibility. I'll put it that way. <laughs> for sure. Um, uh, yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, we talked about it in the pregame that things – we said we want to see them skate. We want to see them play well. I thought they did. I thought they skated hard. I thought everyone skated very hard. I thought everyone was committed to what they needed to do. Um, there were obvious breakdowns throughout the game, but to me, I just think that's kind of your reality right now, given yep, given your situation. It's and you know, I don't want to do a sixty-second rundown because this game just doesn't really have a sixty-second rundown to have. We'll just talk no. about it. Um, I, the first period of five-on-five. Was actually fine for 19 minutes yeah. for the Colorado oh, Avalanche. They, yeah. Their mistakes were they took two penalties, which in this team's current state, they just can't afford to do right now. Boston makes them pay, is what it is. <laughs> I don't want to knock Foodie too much because he's he's obviously young and new. I thought that slash was kind of weak, to be honest. It was, but still, that's, that's what, three or four penalties in his three games now. He's got to oh, get yeah, through a game sure. without taking one. Yeah. Uh, so the penalties certainly in the first period were a problem. I definitely think the ones later in the game were super questionable, but game was pretty well in hand for Boston at that point anyway. Um, that problem, and then you have one shift very late in the period where you know Boston has enough talent to convert on an opportunity. But outside of that, the Avs really played pretty well, except for lack of finish, honestly. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I, I believe the Avs had something of a chance there near the end of the first period. And I, I honestly, I remember thinking, I said, man, you convert that. It's a 2-1 game. You're feeling actually probably pretty good going into the locker room with that. Um, again, but you, you don't get it. So it's not a 2-1 to one game. It's a 2 to nothing game. And I even tweeted out that I, I didn't think that they were bad, but 2 nothing. We even said that we kind of all set that as the, the score coming out of the first that you're staring down a two nothing deficit after the first 20 minutes. You know, things probably aren't going great. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, yeah. Go ahead, Megan. Hoodies, that first hooking call, we talked about it, but it feels like that's the same type of hook or incidental contact that you see later in Charlie McAvoy that doesn't get called on a McKinnon type. And it's just, it gives poor foodie a bad rap. 
that he is taking so many penalties that I think are borderline. Yeah, the uh, whatever it was, the slash, whatever one they got him for, where he, I think he was Taylor Hall, he got like just below the hands. Uh, I didn't like that one. I thought that one was kind of soft. So here's the thing. At a certain point, we've been saying, hey, look at all these borderline calls for five games. Okay, at this point, you guys know you're getting called for the borderline stuff, so stop it. Yeah. yeah. I'll be honest, I thought that hooking he kind of deserved. Anytime you're going to turn your blade inward like that, yeah. tug, yeah. you're probably going to get felt like there was a retrieval. He's like, oh, no. Like, I think it even touched maybe the fiber of the jersey, but didn't even get pressed up against his body. No, it got on his pants. That's, I love how she goes, I think there was a retrieval, the, the, a perfect hooking well, motion. And the thing is, yeah, like, the oh, no move is, like, the worst thing you can do because then the refs are yeah. like, ah, gotcha. Yeah. Try to but, reel it back in. You know, yeah. the same way, like, when you hook a fish, you know, reel it back <laughs> in a bit. And, and I'm sorry, look. I'm just kidding. Just, that was just a really funny – movement to you yeah it didn't look good but you know what usually there's a fish on the other end of the line yeah there wasn't a fish on the other end of the line (laughs) (laughs) and 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 some of the penalties the uh who was it uh dryden hunt penalty like yeah turns out marchand's just faster than you so yeah yeah gonna be a tough tough hang for those bottom line guys to try and stop the top unit boston i i mean that game (laughs) That game looked and played out exactly what it was. A, a Colorado team that has two, three, four, you know, handful of high-level NHL players, and the rest of the roster is made up of bottom six guys and <laughs> AHL call-ups. Like, it's just and, – and like like we said off the top, they skated real hard. I thought they were committed to what they were trying to do. Um, but they were just playing a team that was just better. They were just better tonight. Like they're just a better roster, a better lineup. They had more skill. They had more guys that were faster and bigger guys. It was just the abs were a little bit outmatched tonight. And you're going to end up with that when you have the amount of injuries to your core roster that the abs do right now. Yeah, and, and let's not kid ourselves either. The abs knew the score. They went into the second period and said, we're going to keep rolling all four lines and whatever happens tonight happens. It's just the reality of the situation. They didn't shorten the bench. They didn't really try to push the top guys to do something in this game, especially after the third goal, they were just like, okay, game's done. Let's get through this. Yeah. So yeah, is what it is. Uh, I, I mean, what did, what did you guys think? of the no goal call. I'm curious here because it was kind of a weird play where it seemed like Frankie had the puck. Yeah. Then just decided he didn't want it anymore. Obviously couldn't feel it, lost it in his pads, but I was going to say, so that, that corner angle to his right was the one where you could tell it, it really was just a miscalculation on his part. He, he didn't feel it. And it was actually when he moved, that's what caused the puck to leak out uh, was, was his movement looking back for it. Um, I don't know. I, I thought it was weird. What they said on the Bruins broadcast uh, was that they looked into the rule and that it's, if the player, I don't know what the exact phrase was, 
but basically if the player who would be, who's going to be credited with the goal is the one that knocks it off, then the puck can't cross after the net has been knocked off. Uh, it's almost kind of like that offside where even if you're the one bringing the puck in, if you back into the zone and it comes in too far behind you, they can call you for offside kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so um, that, that was the best explanation that I heard. And by that ruling, I'd say, yeah, that's the right call. The other thing too, that I don't know if they were talking about it on the altitude broadcast. Uh, it was, it was really hard to see, especially cause it kind of gets lost under Franco's. They were saying that there was maybe a kicking motion on it as well. Um, I'm so pretty sure it hit a stick after the kick, but yeah, after the kick. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I, I didn't think there was a great angle that showed the kick. Um, it kind of happened early in the play amongst bodies and stuff. Either way, I thought between what they thought they saw and then the ruling that I heard after, I guess you kind of had two things, potential things working against it. So I don't know. I'd say probably the correct call based on, on those two factors. Was there any hope in the second period for for either of you guys? Did you think the Avs could have turned it on and found a way in this hockey game, or what, were you pretty resigned to the result as AJ pops on? Hi, friends. Megan. Um, <laughs> it didn't feel like there was hope when Lickinen didn't return to the game. That deflated yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't on the ice, so <laughs> I don't know if that was felt among the team to see a player like that go down. And they know what's at stake in terms of how many guys are already presently injured. Um, it did feel like they lacked a spark, it, even in the second period, that I just don't know if there was much coming back from it. Even with guys like, I think Jason Megna tried to play some of his best hockey, but you see the stark difference between the American League and the National League in games like tonight where you're stacked against some of the best in the NHL has to offer. AJ, since you're joining oh. us, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I was a big fan of that play where Jason Magna had Anton Bleed cutting all by himself to the back door and dumped the puck into the corner. <laughs> I might I might clip that and post it every 10 minutes on Twitter until Elon Musk bans me. <laughs> it was just it was just so indicative of like you have an entire line out there that that this is what they are. Yep. Like, There's and you're playing them. They're they're playing us, you know, ten minutes, eight minutes, somewhere in there, depending on if the game is out of hand or not. <laughs> like, it's just that was tough. I mean, you felt like Colorado's best players weren't great again, but yep. you also feel like that that they're every not going to be every single right the bar is impossibly high for those guys it is and like like you look at the work that they did in in buffalo mckinnon literally had to have a five-point night for them to win that game and they like barely squeaked that game out yeah it it was just uh they're just in they're in they're in real bad right now like this is it doesn't even really matter how they play because it, the the numbers the the war of attrition has just gotten so bad. It, I mean, I, I said it on Twitter earlier tonight, but usually right now with this team, it's pretty obvious. In the first ten minutes of this game, 
McKinnon and the top line got two quality chances and neither of them went in the net. And I was like, okay, abs are probably going to lose now. And and that's <laughs> just the reality. Unless the abs are converting their opportunities on a ridiculously high rate right now, their depth is just going to catch up to them. Yeah. And like, we're at the point where people are going to start being like, oh, so sick of hearing about injuries. I mean, when there's I don't a new one else. every game. <laughs> yeah, there's a new one every game, and I don't know. I don't know how you talk about this team right now and try and ignore what's going on with it. Well, it's but, normal, but I mean, also, it's it's normal for a team to miss a guy or two. That's just life. This is out of control. I would also like to point out that the team hasn't blamed blamed it on the injuries once. Like, they, of course, no, they won't. Well, but, but I mean, like, even in, in – there's been times when we've, like, tried to get them to acknowledge, like, yeah, but this is pretty bad, right? And Jared Benton would be like, yeah, I mean, it sucks, but what are you going to do about it? You know, whatever. So, I, I don't know. It, it's it's um, it's funny because, again, I think they can get away with it that, with that depth against certain teams because those guys, those, yeah. those kind of tweeners aren't – that far off from the bottom half of the league. Yeah. You get up against some of these top end teams. You, you may not like the injuries, but or hearing about the injuries, <laughs> like that's just your reality. Yeah. yeah like postseason went the way it did last year because of their depth. Right. Right now, man, it's, it's like trying to run the first quarter of a marathon with a broken leg. Like it, it's, I, a, it's a tall task. Well, I, it's the I would say just... double-pulled hamstrings, because <laughs> you could still do it, but... The the issues are just obvious, right? Again, you go back to that Buffalo game, and you watch J-Mac make mistakes that result in Buffalo goals. Same thing happens tonight, and this time it's a mistake that leads to, oh, yeah, just David Pasternak coming in on your goalie Wait, by himself. Yeah. <laughs> Like you, you know what's going to happen there. There's no, there's no surprise in in that play happening. It's nothing against Jacob McDonald. It's just you put that guy out against one of the best lines in the league, and he's going to get torched. Bad. It was a bad play at the blue line. That was tough. Well, and you look at you look at the penalties tonight. Yep. Look at look at the penalty log. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read them in order as they happened. Okay. All depth players. All right, I think you guys already know where this is headed, but Jean-Luc Foudy, Dryden Hunt, Andreas England. Now that was the fight, so that's fine. Uh, that was a good Jacob, fight. Yeah, it was. It was a really good tilt. Jacob McDonald for the penalty shot, which was horseshit. Eric Johnson, Jacob McDonald, Jean-Luc Foudy. Hmm. Do we notice a theme? Anyone Wait, with a J oh, in thought, their I name. Thought... <laughs> they don't like pretty girls. <laughs> Uh, I'm sprinting a thousand <laughs> miles in the opposite direction of that. You uh, you didn't you didn't think that, that warranted a penalty shot? I didn't. No. I oh, so I'm totally actually did. glad they gave him one because they so they should always yeah. call it like that. It, yeah, but yeah, yeah. In, the, in the reality of how they call it, well, he technically got a shot on goal. Yeah, no, that's horseshit. It's supposed to be like, yeah, if they take away your opportunity. And having to Bobby Orr it through the air isn't getting an opportunity. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I point point being like those are the players that are putting you behind the eight ball. 
Yeah. Like, of course. Look, none of this, none of this is any kind of the like. Oh well, maybe John Luke Foodie doesn't have it or any of this nonsense, right? Like, you're not making a long-term prognostication based off this <laughs> handful of games. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. As as we're talking about it, a comment comes in and says, when do you stop blaming injuries and learn how to become a strong team with what you have? Damn, oh my God, that's so funny to me. That's hilarious. Is that a bit? Uh, that almost has to be. It's, it's definitely almost There's no way. Be. There's no way it's not bait. <laughs> so, Given- anyway... Um, like <laughs> you're not so you're not burying like Foodie's long term prospects as an NHL or based on these games. You're not buying stock. Shouldn't do shouldn't do any of that based on these handful of games. But I, I think it's pretty obvious Jean Luc Foodie just shouldn't be here. And when I say Jean Luc Foodie, you could take his name out and you could replace it with Anton Pleed, Jason Magna. I'm leaning more and more towards Dryden Hunt being on that list. Um, He's probably waved, right? He's on it, yeah. I mean, I I could understand. I could understand if they kept him as the thirteenth guy when when the horses get healthy. I just saying, like, I think he'll probably be last to go. Um, like you're just you're just talking about like. Well, I mean, with the amount of injuries you have right now, you can't risk losing any of those guys. And I think of all those guys you're listing, I believe he's the only one as of right now that would need to go through waivers. Well, uh, I mean, it, it, it kind of depends. would, too. It, I was going to say, at some point... When was the last time... When was the last time Bleed had to go through waivers? Like, his, his 30 days, 10 he games, or whatever, has got to be... Right, but I also think he Close. clears waivers, so I don't feel like they're that worried about sending Bleed through waivers enough to, like, oh, we shouldn't yeah. do it. Yeah, I... Yeah. If there was an NHL team that watched Anton Bleed this week and thought, I need some of that, they're not trying to win hockey games. So, yeah. That's... Well, there are plenty of those teams, too. <laughs> there are a few. Yeah, I'm saying I, it's too early in the year for San Jose to be like, like, that's no, 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 well, no. But, but I guess my point, my point is kind of to, to I, I think maybe what you were alluding to, AJ, of, you know, Dryden Hunt maybe being one of the last to go. Seriously, all, all jokes aside on Anton Bleed and Dryden Hunt all the time. You just this organization is not at a point right now where they can be purging bodies. Like absolutely, yeah. The 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 AHL level is depleted. You know they've how many call ups have they oh. had to make? Uh, you know from from the Utah Grizzlies and and it's just yeah, it's it, 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 it it's a tall order to say hey, send that guy down even though we might lose him. Like, which which eagle would you want to hey. see at this point? Like that you you've got Sampo Ranta, Oscar Olauson, Charles Udon. After that, you're almost at it's, the end of the NHL contract list. Much nothing after that. <laughs> ben Myers is like there. Oh yeah, I forgot about Ben Myers. I forgot. I about know, him. but I honestly don't think it's the time for him because I think he comes up and he plays and has a game very similar to what we're seeing out of Hunt, Magna, and- Lead. And you don't want to see that debilitate a young player's right. spot. And, and here's the thing you want out of these guys, right? You're not asking these bottom six to go score you goals. You're asking them to not give up goals as best they can. And if you think the guys in the bottom six right now are struggling defensively, give Sampo Ranta and Oscar Olauson a rip defensively in the NHL and watch what happens. 
<laughs> right. Well, and the other thing you have to keep in mind too with these cops is with these teams being so close, the managements talk a lot. The coaches talk a lot. Uh, there's a reason certain guys haven't been called up yet. There's a reason the guys that are with the team are with the team. And the guys that aren't with the team, there's a reason they're still with the Eagles or back with the Eagles. And well, and it's like, it, you can't even really get upset at this point. They've gone yeah. through almost all the Eagles. It's, it's just the reality of where they are. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's it's injured. Yep. I think he would defensively be a better option than some of what we've listed, but he's going to miss some time. Add him to the pile. Add him to the pile. What's What's crazy is like Evan Rodriguez is like two to four weeks was like the straw that broke the camel's back, right? Yep. Because like that guy's like the bridge to secondary scoring. Now you have JT Comfer and Logan O'Connor doing absolutely everything you could be asking of those two guys. For sure. But, like, Rodriguez was, like, that... There was enough scoring consistency yeah, there. Yeah, like, yeah. There, was, there was another guy in your lineup that was doing something on a different line. That comfort line, like, we just know. We, we just know, man. It's just not... And it, it, you're just watching the flies drop of that depth scoring. I know technically Lecky's playing on the first line, but really produces, like, a second liner type more, a little bit of depth production. And he goes down, and it's like, Okay, so you guys have the big guns, and then you hope JT Confer shows up that night. Like, well, and like Artari Leckett is at eighteen points through twenty-one games. He's giving you top line. He's giving you top line production. Yeah, and like, yeah, you never count the abs out when they have McKinnon, Rantanen, and Makar in the lineup. They've got a chance, but. Boy, do they not have a whole lot of help. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, on that note, we are brought to you by the amazing people over at Breckenridge Brewery. You can get their beer at your local liquor store. You can check out the Breck Beer, beer Locator online at breckbrew.com. Their Christmas ales are out there. They're doing a big giveaway on breckbrew.com to the nice list. You know, since it's Christmas coming up, make sure uh, you check it twice. You're on the nice list and get some of the awesome free stuff over from Breck Brew. Uh, they're dope. Highly recommend. Also brought to you by Athletic Greens. Uh, start your day early. I don't know if Athletic Greens can help with physical injuries, but uh, maybe in Martin Kout's case, it does help boost your immune system. So keep that flu out of your system. Just one scoop in your cup of water every morning. It's got a bunch of different vitamins and minerals, probiotics, adaptogens, all sorts of good stuff for you, and a ton of athletes use it as part of their daily routine for their workouts. So go check them out at athleticgreens.com slash avalanche. You can order today, and when you do, you get a year's supply of vitamin D along with it. They just want to make sure you're taking control of your health. Get Athletic Greens today. Again, athleticgreens.com slash avalanche. And we're also brought to you by the amazing people over at Pins and Aces, the golf apparel merchandiser of DNVR. Uh, you might want to get a towel, the DNVR towel. It's a golf towel, but you can use it to wipe away your tears of sadness because of the abs injuries. It works just as well for that. So check out their towels. Check out all their other golf merch, shirts, hats, pants, beer koozies for your golf bag. They got you totally covered. And when you use code DNVR over there, you get 15% off and free shipping on your order at pinsandaces.com. 
second period, maybe final period, depending on how things go, of this DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I mean, our king of the game. Hey, the Avs didn't get shut out thanks to Andrew Cogliano. So I guess technically that is death scoring. It didn't really mean a whole lot, but got to count for something for Cogs, right? Sick to see him actually beat a goalie, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> if you look at, if you look at, that's what, his fourth goal of the year? Yeah, I think so. I want to, yeah, it's his fourth goal of the year. His first one was a tip. His second one was uh, uh, the one where Logan O'Connor shot it into his body. And then the third one was a puck that hit a goalie's glove, popped out, and hit his leg and went in. Yep. It was nice to see him actually, like, score a goal. You know, like, <laughs> hey, like, the guy actually, like, beat a goaltender. It's, it's, I understand depth goals come in all shapes and sizes, whatever, but I, I like that he just beat the goalie. It was like, oh, hey, there's a puck. I shot and the puck past him. I mean, look, quietly a nice little play from Foodie on that one. But I was going to say, I liked how he was in on the rush with him and got that skater to go a little bit wider, making opportunity for Cogs. Even tied up a stick on a loose puck, so. Honestly, if there's one thing that you're definitely convinced John Luke Foodie can do at the NHL level, it's carry a puck. <laughs> he looks totally comfortable with that aspect of the game. Everything else is still a work in progress, but looks great doing that count it uh can't imagine there'll be a significant roster change as we mentioned Cowett was in the press box tonight so he's the guy who's just going to slot back into the lineup how the lines will look your guess is as good as mine but you know did you guys like the third period where the top line was warm body mckinnon rantanen (laughs) yeah I, I mean, I have to imagine that if Lekkonen can't go uh, here on Monday, I, I would guess that it's Foodie on that top line with McKinnon and Ranton, at least to start. Yeah, Put him next to as much skill as you possibly can. <laughs> hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> Put him next to, like, some of the most skill on earth and, yeah, hope that he can do something. It's... But at that point, I don't even know if it counts as depth scoring anymore. <laughs> it's top line scoring at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, there isn't really much to say about the rest of this game. Boston scored the third goal in the second period, and everyone knew it was up at that point. Uh, scored it twice just for just They sure for did. Uh, uh, I'd also like to comment, are these like they're just now full-time 82-game jerseys? Yeah, the, Home the or away, they matter. wear them all the time. It might be, it might be one of those things where they're like, "Eh, we haven't lost in them, so let's just keep wearing them." It'd be like the most yeah, hockey thing to do. Yeah, yeah, they end up wearing them for like twenty-five straight games. Then they lose, and they never wear them again. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And then the next night is a scheduled reverse retro night with the league. <laughs> they, have to. they lose again. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just the reality of the world. What I will say, good news in December, at the very least, not just on the maybe the abs should be getting some guys back front. The vast majority of their December schedule is at home. So yeah. they get to hide some of those lines a little bit better than they got to tonight. They don't Great. see they those matchups get hunted. <laughs> what was that? 
Nothing? No, mm-hmm. it's true. I mean, have you actually oh, looked at the, Did you actually look at, like, the teams? Because... I did not. It's a pretty good slate of games. Like, a lot of division games. Uh, and then you, you get a couple of good teams. You know, you have Boston. Um, uh, but I guess Buffalo's not really I mean, good. That, They're just that run like, in the middle. Philly, Buffalo, Nashville. That's fun. A, a little bit later, you get Montreal. Like Yeah, well, when you get Montreal and then you get Arizona, like, yeah. uh, like you get the Kings. Like, the Kings are... They can't stop a puck, you know? Like, it's not a murderer's row. So, and we've seen, like, the, the one thing that we've seen is that they, the, the dude, did, like, this is a team that can play with this jacked up lineup. Like, their star players can handle lesser teams. They have not lost two games in a row for a month. Yeah. Like, with, with these types of lineups. Yeah. Now, I mean, it, if Lekkonen, if Lekkonen's like, like out, out. If it's multiple month type thing, yeah. I mean, if even if it's multi-week at this point, like if it's multiple weeks, you're happy it's not more serious. But it's like, dude, you're just trying to survive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What, we're, what are already like multiple week injuries at this point. You're just trying to get through this. Well, and, and the hope is, you know, by the third week of December... Hopefully Helm's back. Hopefully Byram's back. You're maybe talking about Nachushkin and Erod in that range. To be honest with you, Nachushkin, well, uh, like Nachushkin's month, he'll he'll be out for a month. Like that month is about up. Like he should be getting on the ice here pretty soon. I really think that they're. I think they're like two weeks away from enough of these guys coming back that we can stop fucking talking about it. But they've got to so. stop having I, other I, guys I, get I, hurt. I, I I honestly think we're a little bit. I I think we're. 10 days to two weeks from maybe them getting a couple of these guys back, uh, like a Nachushkin, maybe a Byram. Uh, but other than that, I still think we're multiple weeks on most of these dudes. And that's been the part to me that's just been like a killer is that every injury, they haven't gotten any like, oh, he's going to miss a couple days. Eyes oh, a little sore. He might miss the next two games, whatever, whatever. Every single dude that goes down the tunnel is coming out the other side two to four weeks, four to six weeks, six to eight weeks. It's like, holy smokes. Even with the Bowers thing, like that injury, when when we heard about that injury, like a little Google foo and you can see that the worst case scenario for that injury not requiring surgery is six weeks. How long is that dude out? Six weeks. It was like, dude, like what the and it's just continued. Yeah. Like the closest and, that they've had to like a, a guy that comes out of the lineup and will come back in will be Cout being sick. Yep. And and I mean, look, the Avs are still sitting in a fine spot. It, yeah, if fine. they find a way to win their next game on Monday against the Flyers, guess what? They win 500 on this road trip. Yeah. Two and two on the road trip. Perfectly fine. Yep. They're... Still five games, four games over 500. I don't know. I think it's five. Uh, They're chilling. If they don't completely fall apart, which if they get one or two more injuries, they might. But if they can find a way to stay a little bit healthy, they just got to survive the next few weeks. That's basically all it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, We got a couple super chats here that we can hit. 
You definitely cool. also missed one at some point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tough game as an Avs fan in Massachusetts. From Jim says, these Bruins fans are loud this time of year. Just remember, y'all, long season. Avs will get last laugh around these parts. I mean, we'll see what Maybe. happens, but it looked... It's right now it's real easy for fan bases to feel good when they beat the defending Stanley Cup champ, right? They don't they don't think yeah. about how many dudes are injured on the Avs. They just know they beat them. All I'm going to say is it was very enjoyable watching Winnipeg lose 4-1 to Columbus last night. I thought it was <laughs> hilarious. Well, After the Rudolph celebration they went. Mm. I'm I'm glad you brought that up cuz you could tell from the very beginning of that game, it felt very like hero and villainy. Like you could tell that the Bruins are like, these are the defending cup champs. We're going to go out and send a message, and they're not going to come in here and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> you kind of you know who, like you know who the Bruins looked like tonight was last year's abs. They looked awesome, man. They, they were yeah. flying. They were physical. They played with skill. Their stars showed out. Their depth played great. I mean, they looked awesome. That team looks absolutely for real right now. Drew single-handedly funding the yacht fund by himself at this point with another fifty dollars. Yeah. Uh, so a Wolf X and I myself have a plan: bring up the entire Eagles roster, save the big boys to the playoffs, and take the wild card spot and go from there. Seems like the only way to stay healthy. I mean, we kind of talked about it. They're pretty close to having called up all the Eagles already. So, <laughs> not need to sign a few off. more contracts, honestly, if they want to get there. Hey, look. Cam Wright got the call to the Eagles. He's playing down there now. Okay, <laughs> let's go get him it's on a contract. Key time. <laughs> uh, Five dollars from Josh saying, "At what point do the injuries start to hurt the Avs playoff picture hopes?" I kind of said it before. As long as you have McKinnon, Rantanen, McCarr, I think the Avs will survive. Put it that way. Maybe Georgiev yeah. too. Throw Georgiev on that list too. To, to AJ's point, as long as you don't have guys continuing to get hurt seemingly every fucking night, you will eventually get these guys back. And as long as you've got the majority of them back by mid-January, this team will be fine to make at the back half of the season push. Because, uh, yeah, like to Rudo's point, as long as you got most of these guys or, you know, a handful of these guys, you're going to be able to at least stay in the, in the hunt. Well, it's, and it, it's where you look at the division and you say that the Central is really doing them a solid right now. That there's no team, away. Yeah. no team in first place pulling away. Um, that the there are several teams still somehow behind them that are chasing them. That their desperation has to be has to start kicking in. No, nah, I mean we're still only 25 games here, um, but. If you, are, if you are, if you are, if you are St. Louis, you know you're now ten points behind first place. Um, you can't fall ten points behind third place. You know, like they have to stay. They have to kind of stay in contact here, yeah. and that's where that's where the Avs are. They're they're fine. Like the wild card may not be may not be in their favor, but right now the Central Division, nobody is playing so well. Um, you know, over the last 10 games, Minnesota has, has gained one point and the Avs have a game in hand. Nashville has gained two points, uh, three points, and the Avs have a game in hand. So you're you're talking about, despite all of this, they're not ceding major ground to the teams that are behind them. Uh, and 
they've they they're two points behind Winnipeg with the same number of games played. They're five points behind Dallas with two games in hand. So either direction here, there's a lot of teams. There's a huge glut. The Central Division is 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 absolutely like maybe the one thing that's gone Colorado's way this year, where they've gotten the luckiest is that their division is the most congested one through six. And it's it's part of the reason why. Look, as long as they can keep themselves floating at five hundred here with this roster, they're in touch with the division. Once their guys get healthy, hopefully no more injuries stack up, then they're and they'll push right to the top. To to be honest, like the longer they continue to stay competitive like this, the less of a need it is that once they do get healthy, they rip off a. Yeah. You know, nine zero and one streak or something. You know, where they have to play absolute lights out for three straight weeks in order to make up some ground. You know, we think that they're capable of doing something like that if fully healthy. But they are keeping themselves at least in a position where that won't be necessary. They can they can go seven two and one every ten games and be just fine and still chase the division. So they're they're really like nights like tonight suck because it just didn't feel like it was ever all that competitive. Yeah. Um and and for two of the three games on this road trip, that's been the feeling. Now, one of them was they didn't show up. The other one is that they got bopped by a great team that's absolutely playing at the peak of its powers right now. But if they continue to at least take care of business against these bottom feeders, they'll be okay. Megan, do you know any uh, blood sacrifice rituals or anything that we can do to make sure no more abs get injured at this point? I think they need to smudge the locker room. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that even mean? Yeah, You've probably no seen people burn sage, but sage is a closed practice um, to the indigenous oh, people. So you can smudge using just like frankincense and myrrh if you want a little Catholicism twist to it. But yeah, you could just burn incense. And, uh, get rid of bad vibes. Right. Would you say I, frankincense and myrrh? Yeah, casually. It's it, Christmas time. Those are real so. things. Right. <laughs> I know they are. Just, no, uh, the best part would be if I Megan just started making shit up, and we all just were like, "Cool." <laughs> and look, at this point, I'll I'll take anything. All right. I'll I'll bring some of the family sports. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, if there's a life sacrifice needed, can we volunteer AJ Greer? <laughs> I don't I deal mean, with that. I don't after, <laughs> after that shit he pulled at the end of that game, yeah. not okay, man. I, I, want, I did not want okay. to, to place a curse on his family. <laughs> it wouldn't be like a really bad curse. It would be like his hair grows disproportionately longer on one side of his body. It would just be a of this. but it wouldn't bring him harm. <laughs> that that is like extremely specific. <laughs> yeah, that's been placed on somebody before. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah, look. I, I can't believe what, what is happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> the reality is if you were gonna best... put a curse on one of your one of your life enemies, wouldn't wouldn't Megan be one of your first phone calls? Oh, for sure. <laughs> now it would. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> I got 
Anyway. That's too, it's just too good. The the number one thing that has to happen for the Avs is they have to start getting a little bit of injury luck. I'm not going to ask them to not get injured anymore this season because that's not reality. But maybe the next one is, uh, ah, he's out for a day. He needs a maintenance day or something. Not, not a significant one. Because we really are at the point now where it's, if you get one or two more, uh, who the hell knows? But for now, they're surviving. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? It's, it's like a battle of the most injured teams in the league when Colorado and Philly take the ice in a couple of days. Yeah, it's, it's just two absolutely like depleted rosters where each one is looking at them like, mm. do we talk about the possibility of them doing something? Trying to we get some kind of help if the Lekkonen thing is for real. Yeah, that's if the if we find out Lekkonen's out for more than like a couple weeks, we can have that conversation, I think. But anyway, a late super chat here, ten dollars from Paper Dolls saying you guys are doing great. <laughs> Kay, wish Kay was at the game the other day. We should. She needs to go to the game in Philadelphia. She, <laughs> she was at the game in Buffalo. So yeah. Yeah, uh, it's Oliver. He's the absolute worst. He and I actually yep. really butt butt heads from time to time. <laughs> He's a cat, so of course. <laughs> Would sure appreciate yeah, it yeah, if yeah, the Evs uh, gave us a little more to work with on the next pod. That's yeah, all I'm asking yeah. for. <laughs> anyway. Uh... I guess we're going to wrap this hey, we one got, up and we get got, out of here. We got 47 minutes out of this. Good Yo, you guys bad. excited about Deion Sanders? Sure. My pick of the week was bet against Buffalo anyway. So The, the Buffalo. The Buffalo. Yeah, fair enough. Bet against CU <laughs> anyway. Uh, I was like. Anyway. <laughs> the Buffaloes? Is it plural? I don't know. <laughs> you, guys, you guys aren't excited that, that Prime is coming to Colorado? It's a cool nope. thing. It's a cool thing I, for their program. I mean, it's I don't, super I don't cool. I, football. I don't know that it'll make them any better. I mean, it might. He's if he brings his kid with him. At least they have a quarterback, <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, I just. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, get us out of here, Yaha. Yeah, yeah. Take us away before we talk for another <laughs> yeah, hour about bad. random stuff. I will.